Welcome to the first session in this series, Knowing the Father. Each of these sessions is about 15 to 20 minutes long, and I really hope they form the foundation and basis for you knowing that God is your father and that he wants to be a father to you. What I want to talk about in this first session is what I believe is the father's plan A. It's In fact, it's the only plan he's got. And he's done everything possible in order to bring this plan about. In Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4, it says that before the creation of the world, God predestined us to receive the full rights of sonship. That means before the creation of the world, God the Father wanted a family. He wanted us to be his sons and daughters. And that plan has never changed. Despite everything that's gone wrong, despite everything that happened in the garden with the fall of man, God's plan did not change. God did not change at the end of Genesis chapter 3. We did. The heart of humanity changed. And so I want to take a few minutes to look at what I believe is God's original plan. And I want to start off by using my imagination to think uh, what did the father want his family to be like and you know these these are not just my ideas these are backed up by scripture first of all I believe that God wanted a family that would bring him pleasure we see that in Colossians 1 verse 16 for by him all things were created in heaven and on earth visible and invisible whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities all things, that includes us, were created through him and more importantly for us to notice, for him. All things were created for him. Uh, Isaiah chapter 43 verse 7, uh, one, verses 1 to 7 says that we were created for his glory. You know, in fact, in Isaiah, in that passage, he his heart is to gather his sons and daughters from the ends of the earth and bring them back to him because we were formed, we were created for him. Saint Augustine said, you've made us for yourself, O Lord. Our hearts are restless until they find rest in you. See, God wanted a family and he walked with Adam and Eve in the garden and his desire is to walk with us too. You know, he wanted a family that would bring him pleasure, but he also wanted us to be made, created, to live in the image of his son, Jesus. Romans 8, verse 28, 29 says, we're predestined to the likeness of his son. You know, not only are we made in Jesus's likeness, but we can share in his inheritance. We can share, we can live in the intimate relationship that he has with the father. 2 Corinthians 3 verse 18 says that we are being transformed from one degree of glory to another degree of glory, be becoming more like Jesus. See, we were, we were made to bring the Father pleasure. We were made in the image of his son Jesus and we were made, I believe, to enjoy the unity of the Trinity. In John 17, verse 24, Jesus is praying and he says, Father, I want those you've given me, that's us, 
to be with me where I am. You know, he wants us to come into that same relationship with the Father that he has so that we can enjoy uh, that unity and intimacy with the Father. Because God's plan has always to be a father to us. That plan's never changed. You know, he is a father. He is the father, but he is much, much more than that. He wants to be he he wants us to experience him being a father to us. You see, that's always been his plan. And even when it went wrong at the end of Genesis chapter three, his plan didn't change. We see a little bit later on in, in Deuteronomy when Moses is telling the people of Israel their story and he's kind of wooing them back to the father. But they're doing what they do best. They're rebelling. And in Deuteronomy 32, Moses says this, they've dealt corruptly with him. They are no longer his children because they are blemished. They are a crooked and twisted generation. Do you repay the Lord, you foolish and senseless people? Is he not your father who created you and made you and established you? In Psalm 68 verse 5, it says he is the father to the fatherless. See, nothing in his heart has changed. Right at the beginning of Isaiah, Isaiah says, Hear, O heavens, and give ear. The Lord has spoken. Children I reared and brought them up, but they rebelled against me. In Malachi, right at the end of the Old Testament, Malachi chapter 4, uh, Malachi prophesies, you know, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers. See, there's, 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 there's a promise of reconciliation, there's a promise of redemption because God's heart is always for us, has always been for us to live in relationship with him and for him to be a father to us. You know, by nature, the nature, character and personality of God is simply wrapped up in that one word father that's who he is that's who he wants to be to us he he's always being a father to us but the thing is our hearts have become so closed that we're not able to receive his fathering see his desire to me his desire is really summed up in one particular verse in the old testament and there are many many verses in the old testament that talk of God's fathering but particularly this verse is it, it really moves me because whenever I read it or whenever I hear it I hear I feel the heart of the father Jeremiah three nineteen. I myself said how gladly would I treat you like sons and give you a desirable land the most beautiful inheritance of any nation i thought and this is a longing in that father's heart i thought you would call me father and not turn from following me see that that verse is rich with what it means for us to live under god's fathering you know how gladly will i treat your sons what the father wants to do what his longing is what his desire is is that we would know our true identity as sons and daughters. You know, that's what he wants to treat us as, sons and daughters. How gladly would I treat you as sons? 
He wants to give us a desirable land. He wants each of us to know that we have a place of belonging in his heart. You know, that John talks about, that Jesus talks about in John's gospel, John chapter 14, John chapter 17. You know, we have a place in the Father's heart, a place of belonging. And the third thing that it comes out in this verse in Jeremiah is the Father wants to give us a beautiful inheritance. The best inheritance. You see, here's a father. He wants us to know who we are. He wants us to know that we belong. And he wants us to know that we have an inheritance as sons, as daughters. And, you know, it's like the father's desire is frustrated because his people have rebelled. They're not following him. They're not calling him father. They're not recognizing him for who they are. And it's like the father says through this prophetic verse, if only you could call me father, if only you could see me for who I am, then you would know who you really are. You would know that you belong and you would know that you've got a good inheritance. You see, we can't see it because the eyes of our heart have become closed. And Paul prays in Ephesians chapter 1 that God the Father, the glorious Father, would give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation that would enable us to see who he is. And my prayer for us today is that we ask for that spirit of wisdom and revelation so we can see who God really is, that we can see him, as Paul says, as the glorious father. The second thing Paul prays in that prayer in Ephesians chapter one is that the eyes of our heart would be opened so that we would see the hope of our calling. You know, I believe that means that we would really see who we really are. And Paul prays that the only way we can see this is with the eyes of our heart. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit more in, in session number two. But what I want to convey in this session is the eternal desire of the Father. That we would call him Father, that we would see who he is, because when we see who he is, it opens up our life to receive all of his fathering, all of his love being poured into our heart. And it brings about the transformation of our hearts that we so desperately need. You see, many of us have the wrong concept or the wrong understanding of what a father is. And that's because of the pain we've experienced with our earthly fathers. It, it comes about because of, um, you know, they weren't able to give us what we needed uh, because they were hurt. They were wounded themselves. They didn't receive what they needed from our grandparents. And so none of us have received um, the love or the affection that we really need. And so we begin to see the father through a dirty lens, through a filter. It's like the father has become out of focus. And what he wants to do is bring himself back into focus so we can really see who he is. Because this plan has not changed. This plan is his eternal plan. It was established before the creation of the world and it's the plan that he has for you and for me. You see, true fathering is, is not a single act. 
It's not a biological function. It's an ongoing, lifelong relationship. You know, we walk with our children and we teach them about our life. We're there when they get stuck. We offer advice and encouragement. You know, we don't leave them on their own. And if we do that in our own imperfect and incomplete way, how much more does the Father want to do that for us in a perfect and complete way? He wants us to live in the fullness of who he created us to be. See, that's his desire. His desire is that we would call him Father. His desire is that we would be sons and daughters like Jesus. His desire is that we would bring him pleasure as all as all parents want their children to do. You know, to to you know, I, I, my kids bring me so much pleasure. You know, we have such a good friendship, such a good relationship. You know, how much more does the Father want us to be in relationship with Him? His desire is eternal; it's never changed. And that desire is for each one of us today. And that desire is satisfied by a very, very simple promise that we read in 2 Corinthians 6, 18. Very, very simple, but powerful promise. I will be a father to you. And you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. That promise is backed up by the authority of heaven. You know, I will be a father to you, says the Lord Almighty. You see, the father's plan, plan A, has not changed. It's the same plan that he's had from before the creation of the world. It's the same plan that he has for us today. And... You know, I really believe those two little words, to you, I will be a father to you. I really believe they will change your life if you let them. And so this is, this is really the simplicity of the gospel. This is what this revelation is, is really all about. It's, it's about coming home to the father and receiving his eternal fathership, allowing him to be a father to us. And when we receive that, when we allow his love to be poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, Romans 5 verse 5, that begins to change everything. You know, we discover who he is and we discover who we are. First John Verse, uh, 1 John chapter 3, verse 1. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that's who we are. See, God has always been Father. And he wants to be a Father to you. And what I want to encourage you to do, either as you discuss uh, this this session together or as you just sit and reflect and seek to receive I want to encourage you just to consider first of all have you ever called God father maybe for some of you that's difficult maybe that's a challenge because of your your earthly parents or the pain and the wounding that you've experienced and maybe for you father is a bit of a 
unsafe experience. But I want to tell you that your Heavenly Father is the perfect Father. He's the Father you've been looking for all your life. And it might be a challenge, but can I encourage you just to sit quietly, maybe put some music on. There's a, there's a music video on my website. Uh, can I encourage you just to reflect and maybe for the first time step out and call God Father, because that's who he is. Can I encourage you too to consider that promise? I will be a father to you. Can I encourage you to open up your heart to receive those two words and allow them to change your life. In session two, we'll be looking a little bit more about the journey of our heart and how we receive love in our heart. But for now, consider his eternal desire. Consider his eternal promise.